all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Thank you, crowd. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't need all that, though. <laughs> okay. Welcome, welcome to another Real Talk Show. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee. Hmm. Real Talk. Real Talk. Real Talk. That's what I get into on this show. Real Common Sense Real Talk. Whether it's fact, whether it's just opinion, or whether it's some error, we throw it out there. I get it out there. I'm willing to make a mistake. I'm really willing to be corrected, you know. But I will do my research and back up things. If I have made errors, I will back it up. But God knows it's going to be from the heart. It's going to be some real talk, okay? So this is not an errorless podcast, (laughs) This is real talk. Real talk. That's going to pertain to the Bible and to life, okay? Real talk. Body of Christ, real talk. Church, you ready? The curse of black people. The curse of black people. Is that a myth? Or is that a fact? The curse of of black people. Say, so Joe, what are you talking about? For the ones just, just tuning in and didn't hear my last podcast, I just started a little short series that I just came up with because it, it was in my heart and I felt I need to address this. Uh, and the title of it is Let's Stop Letting Our Color as Black People Be Our Curse. Let's Stop Letting Our Color Be Our Curse. Let's Stop Letting our color as black people be our curse. Now, you probably said, why did you give it that title? You know, I don't know right from the beginning why I gave it that title, but curse. And what the things I talked about in my last podcast about the so-called curse of ham had nothing to do with that, really. It had nothing to do with me Naming the title this. What made me name, give this name to the title of what I'm talking about is because the mentality and the thinking theology and the uh, the way we think a lot of us blacks, not all, but a lot of us blacks, young, middle-aged, and old, a lot of us think like we are cursed. We do. A lot of us think like, it always makes me want to say, are we ashamed of our color? Hmm. Are we really ashamed of our color? That's just a question. I believe some of us are. 
I believe some of us are ashamed of our color for one reason or the other. You know, I really, I really believe that, which is sad. And then I talked about the struggles that a lot of black men and women went through, you know, not only in slavery, which is true, which is real. They was hated on. They was killed savagely. We were, they were beat savagely, we as in black people. You know, black Africans, before they came, black Africans was beat and treated very well, bad, you know, in Africa. When they was bought and sold, you know, to Spain, they were sold to America later. So what happened, slavery was already happening with blacks from what I heard in Spain. Before they were sold to America, they was treated pretty bad, like low class, pretty bad. You know, pretty bad. I'm talking about things that I don't have notes on. I'm outside. I'm at the beach now. So a lot of this is coming from my head. So if I make errors, excuse me for that. But I'm trying to go slow and trying to just get as much facts as I can. Okay. So if I make a mistake, I'm sorry about that. Okay. Uh, let's stop that. Okay. Let's stop using our color as an excuse. Why can't we just use our color as victory and being victorious and other things? Because there's a lot of good stories about black success, black obstacles that we have overcame. But it's being overwhelmingly dominated by the negativity or what a lot of people in the uh, certain, uh, media call it, victimhood. The victim mentality of a black people. People meaning a black man and a black woman. You know, now I want to get into this series. I'm going to be bringing up a lot of things. I'm going to be talking about a lot of things. I'm going to be hitting some really touching areas. Now, the curse thing. This is so interesting. I'm going to do a study on the so-called curse thing. What do you mean by the curse thing, uh, Joe? A lot of you probably know what I'm talking about. When I talked about the mentality or the myth, and it is a myth, that black people was cursed because of the disobedience of Ham. So therefore, God through Noah, in other words, God didn't personally, I might, you know, when I say God cursed uh, Ham, or it was said that God cursed Ham, no. First of all, God allowed God allowed Noah to curse Ham, so, you know, it was okay in the eyes of God to do that. According to them, they believe God, through Noah, cursed Ham. Okay, that's why a lot of black peoples are cursed, not only because with our color and blackness, but that's why we were in slavery. Did you know that? In that story, did you know that? Okay, I'm not going to spend a lot of time in there because I want to do a more deeper study. I want to have notes and I want to have some facts there, you know, because I might say something that's not accurate. So I'm just going to touch on this a little bit because I like to be accurate. Okay, and um, and if you go back and check that out, and I was saying different things. What if God allowed Noah or God cursed uh, Ham and made black people black? Black must be a bad thing. Is black a bad thing? Is black evil? Now, this is my opinion. And these are the assumptions that I make when people teach this. And it sounds so convincing. But these are the things I would pick at. I was nitpick at. You know, okay, if 
black must be really bad. How come he didn't curse them yellow or whatever like that? And then I asked another question, remember? What color color were Ham descendants then before this so-called curse laid on down the line happened to black people? Why they had to be black? That's supposed to have been cursed and going through slavery and etc. If this if this line of myth I call it is true. And you remember I was saying something like that. Why black? White, black, and did, and then that's, uh, I think it was Genesis 9, I believe Genesis 9, 20 something, something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Please look that up because it's very important. Is anything about color mentioned in there? Come to think about it. Is anything about color mentioned in that verse that would convince you that what some of these people, black and white, teach? that black people are cursed by the skin of their color and through slavery because of the skin of their color is anything like that can be proven in the Bible? Hmm, good question. I'm going to say without even having my Bible, I doubt it, but a lot of people don't research. And what that make me do, that make me research. When I hear something I don't have a, a true deep knowledge on, I research. And it don't take a lot. If you read the scriptures yourself, it don't take a lot. Okay? All right. Now, you want to know the answer, people that listen to me. Is black people cursed? The one, and I'm, talk, I'm going to talk to Christians. If you are black, I'm talking to Christians. I mean, non-Christians, if you are black. And I'm talking to white people. If you are a Christian and white people if you are non-Christian. do you, Have you ever heard this story and do you believe that story? Do you believe that story? Is that some truth in that to you guys? Blacks and whites. Is that some truth in that to you guys? If you read Genesis 9 about the curse, what did you have, where did you come up with the conclusion and I question myself also, where would did we come up with the conclusion that Noah cursed Ham? Is that in Genesis 9, that Noah cursed Ham? If you have a Bible, go back to your Bible and remember, the Bible explains itself. If you go back to your Bible, the Bible explains itself. Who was the one that got cursed? Was it Ham? Or was it Ham's child? One of Ham's child, child, children. And which one was it? Could it be Canaan? Now, read that again. I want you to read it for yourself or go back later on and read it for yourself. Who was cursed? First of all, did God curse him? Is that mentioned that God cursed him? Look at that first. Then you find out, oh, Noah cursed him. You got to go to the story. Why did Noah curse Ham? You read that part, okay? Let me, let me you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. I want you to read this for yourself. That's basic right there. The reason I'm doing this because the ones that's following that narrative or that type of teaching can refute it right there by reading what the Bible 
is not saying, not what it's saying, but what it is not saying. And then whoever brings that up, they cannot prove it because according to those scriptures, it does not line up at all about this type of belief of black people being cursed because of uh, being cursed by their dark black skin or by slavery. You will see that just reading those few verses. You will see that, okay, for the ones that believe that. That's an easy refute. I don't care how many scriptures they hit. It can't line up. It can't line up. It's not, it will never be rightly divided. It cannot line up, okay? So that's kind of easy. Okay, if you read that, you will notice, first of all, first of all, why? What happened? According to the Bible, I'm going to put it to the layman's terms, and I'm going to get into some other things, okay? You know? And uh, this is not a rebuke of my black people, of my race. Let me get this straight. This is just some education and some common sense thinking and some ideas we need to start looking at, okay? That's all this, this, this series is about. Okay. First of all, according to the story, Noah was somewhat drunk, according to the story. Ham walked up in there and seen Noah naked. Now, that was against the law. That was not the law because the law wasn't out, but that was a curse in itself. Seeing your dad and anybody naked without clothes, your father. That's what I'm getting out of it. I don't have to read the Bible myself, but I don't have my Bible on me. If you got it, just read it. Help me out. You know, so he seen Noah naked and then, then Sham and Japheth, the other two sons of Noah, seen Ham. See, Ham was laughing and looking. Study covering them up. But Sham and Japheth went in there and covered up Noah. Noah found out about it and found out it was Ham. Then he cursed not Ham, but the son of Ham, Canaan. And Canaan been having issues going after that. So Canaan got cursed. But do you see anywhere that the curse was that your descendants would be black and they would be slaves for the rest of their lives and anything like that so therefore there's a curse on black people or anything you were close generally close to that if you see that you have a very bad translation of a bible <laughs> you got a bad bible okay that's all i got to say you have a bad we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. That translation, because I know the King James is not saying that, and most every other translation is not saying that. So if you see that in the translation, you have to make that Bible yourself, and you got to really want to believe that, you know, that jazz, that noise, okay? So let's get that out the window now. Whoever's listening to me and believe it, believe that, no, Ham was not cursed. Ham's son, Canaan, Canaan was cursed, not Ham, first of all. Canaan was cursed, all right? Okay, and then it had nothing to do with color. So I don't know where that comes from. It had nothing to do with color. Okay, it's a lot more than that. Now, the other question was, okay, what I asked, if God cursed Ham, what was their color, Ham's color of the descendants before then? What color were they? 
Now, that's a lot of scenario to that because of genes, because of, you know, because every nation, first of all, came from Sham, Ham, and Japheth. If you don't know that, that's true. Every nation and every ethnicity came out of Sham, Ham, and Japheth. So between Cam and Canaanites, the dark color of the black people came from the descendants of Ham through Canaan, okay? From different shades of darkness. Different shades of darkness. You got the Egyptians and the Ethiopians, Opians and Africans and stuff like that. You know, has nothing to do with the curses. It's a different Jesus shades. God knew what he was doing. It was different skin tones and colors and stuff like that. God did not put an emphasis on no color. Color doesn't mean nothing in the eyes of God. There's no such thing as color in the eyes of God, first of all. So the I, the, I debunked the myth that black people was cursed and supposed to be slaves for the rest of their life. But you have other people, black and white, that taught or even teach today about this myth. Okay? I'm keep saying myth. I'm, I mean, you can argue all you want to. It is a myth. That, you know, about this myth. You know, um, uh, check this out. You have Muslims that believe this. Brown Muslims and black Muslims believe that. According to their scripture, they believe that. Okay? That black people was cursed by being slaves. That's why slavery happened to the black people. You know, back then, 400 years ago, that's why in Africa, that's why slavery, black people struggle so much today. That's why black people went through it through the days in the 60s and everything. You know, Martin Luther King, you know, um, um, all these other great leaders and the, the ones that made it through and people struggle, why black people was hated because they had some teaching, and I did not notice until I just looked at a few articles. I did not know because black people was treated that way because the ones that was treated that way believed on a on the basis of those verses that it was okay for them black people should be slaves because they're cursed anyway. The black color. I'm not, not talking about only black Americans, you know, we could stuck on only Americans, but Africans and any black dark skin, even Indian got black people, Indians got black skin, you know, uh, British got black people, but I'm just saying black color, the color skin of black people in general. A lot of those teachings was taught back then is why a lot of black people there's so much emphasis on blacks being slaves. It's almost like it's supposed we supposed to have been slaves because we Ham was cursed. Even though it wasn't Ham, it was Canaan, and it had nothing to do with color or blackness. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not laughing to be snarly. I'm just saying, wow, man, we heard a lot of things and never never researched nothing. We just believed it as black people. We just believe it, just like today. Every new, not every day, but a lot of new stuff comes up with different cults and different black groups. We take it like that. Why? Because we so much into our color. And at the same time, evidently, we must be ashamed of our color. Because we always find a revolution, something to grasp on to try to protect our color or fight for our color. See, all of this stuff is a buildup from the teachings and schools and different things. Uh... The Mormons, the Mormons, interesting, the Mormons from the beginning will not allow black people to join their 
faith or their group because they believed that black people was cursed and not allowed in their congregation. Hmm, interesting. Did you know that? That's why, you know, black people was never allowed in the Mormon's faith because they felt that black people was cursed and they didn't want nothing to do with black people. That it, What's crazy about that? Some of them probably weren't even racist. They just believed black people was cursed. That's my opinion. They just believed black people was cursed because they was taught that way according to the teachings of Genesis 9 and the curse on so-called Ham, even though it wasn't Ham, it was Ham's son, Canaan. Hmm, interesting. I'm trying to help us out now. I'm trying to help you out now. You know, research this stuff. Research this stuff. Duck, duck, go it. Look at the history. Go to duck, duck, go and look up, look up the curse of Ham, the black people being cursed of Ham. You have so much information right there. Look this stuff up yourself. Educate yourself about the truth about this myth. If you have been taught that, it is a myth. It's will, it will keep you in slavery spiritually and mentally. You will stay in slavery. You will stay in that victim mentality. A lot of people today are in that victim mentality with that type of belief. They probably ran into leaders, white and black, believing from a well heart that black people was cursed. And that's why we was in slavery. That's why we was cursed once for of being black. That was the curse, the color black. So, in other words, like I was saying earlier in my other podcast, according to some teachers, our black face is a curse. Okay? The other uh, problem is we should be okay with slavery. Slavery was legalized. It was unlegalized. You looked at the days of Abraham Lincoln, the days of, you know, the uh, the Reformation, Reformation and stuff like that. They was fighting to free the black people from being slavery, even though other countries weren't fighting against the other countries still had slavery and they wasn't black. They was enslaving each other. So slavery been around for thousands. Slavery was is an antique form and all slavery is not bad. Slavery. And other countries, they weren't fighting to abolish it because it was a normal thing. Only America was, from what I am, I am learning, only America was, see. So it wasn't, but if you, we was kept in a box. Therefore, us black people and white people was kept in a box. So therefore, we just felt slavery was always evil. And it was, we was really enslaved more than anyone else's. And a lot of us black men in America, you know, feel that today. You know, because we was taught that way in school. We was taught that way even for some of our dad, mom and dad, sincerely. We was taught that way in different educational programs. And a lot of that had to be based on past teachers because the ham myth, the Canaan myth. Okay, look this stuff up. I'm saying this is going to be on you. You know, look this stuff up. Look up the black people cursed by Ham. Ham, you know, that black people cursed through Ham. Look that up. You find it's all tore up. You got some good people will teach you in your face what's going on. But the ones that's teaching us this is, you know, is keeping you in a crutch. It's keeping you in that victim mentality as a black man and woman, but mainly as a black man. That's why your conversations is always about 
you've been a victim and you're tired of people doing this. And I hear so many people, even a few days ago, when they're talking about them, them, them. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about white people. Just say it. You know, they ain't going to let you. You got to do what you got to do because they ain't going to let you. That's a victim mentality. Who is they? You, you calling them they like they gods. You giving them the power. They ain't asking for it. You giving them. You letting them have the power. Okay? First of all, you letting them have the power because of your color. You ashamed. Or some of you are ashamed of your color. You are. You ashamed of your color. You might sing on, you know. Say it out. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. That's, you have to say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. The reason you're saying that because you're trying to convince yourself that you are not a victim. And you are proud of your color because you've been beat down so long. I get that. That song was appropriate then. I'm black and I'm proud. In other words, that song is just, uh, let me put it this way. It was made because li- listening to lyrics are very important. Listening to lyrics are very important. It was made because of the struggles that the black men went through, men as women too. So I'm talking about both race, both genders. Black men went through not only for 400 years of slavery from the Africans, but I'm talking about when they was bought and brought to America. I'm talking about American black men now. Let's keep it in context. American black men, you know, the struggles they went through with the marches and the struggles with the KKK and different things like that and the lynchings and stuff like that and feeling they was gorillas and apes and smelled bad. They they didn't eat They couldn't drink out of the same water. They had a color for blacks, water fountain for blacks and a water fountain for whites and everything. It was bad. It was bad. But what you don't know, that wasn't predominantly the whole United States, not even close. It was mainly in the South. It was mainly in the South. But history and schools and past schools made you think that it was all United States and black people was treated their way all around the United States. Even though it was a little, it still was evil and bad. Hatred and racism and prejudices in an evil way. But racism, because prejudice racism is different, it's not the same. But racism means, it's just saying that you are better than another particular ethnicity. You're better. You're superior. That's what they're saying. See, when the so-called white man is racist against you, he's saying, I'm better. I'm superior. I think my my ethnicity is better than yours. That's the best way I can put that. That's racism. Anytime you're racist against someone, that's why they say blacks can't be racist. According to their theology, according to a lot of uh, a lot of people thinking, you know, uh, the you know the social social justice people and the liberals and the far left and everything like that that keeps this stuff going anyway. They think they always say black people can't be racist because we at the same level. We never dominated each other. We never felt we was better than each other. Hmm, interesting. That's even worse. That's even worse. But anyway, <coughs> so I wanted to get into that. Okay. Black men, black men, you know, I wanted I wanted to get into that. I'm not going to try to keep this one as long because I want to deal with the color, the, 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 the title of this. OK. The title. Stop. Get, stop using our color for a curse. What you mean by that? That means it's almost even though it's not true, we curse ourselves, plainly put. 
as black people, we curse ourselves because we believe in a false myth of a curse. Let me say that again. We put a curse on ourselves because we believe in a false myth of a curse. So we, we put that mentality on ourselves. You understand what I'm saying? That's what, that's what I mean by that. You know, we curse ourselves. Not for real. It ain't God. I'm just using this as an example because of our color. There's many people. I'm speaking here of America. I've never seen such a proud people as black people. I don't mean that in a negative way, but I have not seen such a proud ethnicity of people in America more than black people. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Oh, man. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, really, really, really. I know I'm throwing out a lot of information uh, out there to you guys, but I'm just trying to help. I love my black race. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I'm proud that I'm black. God made me this way. God did not make a mistake, people, of making us black. Let me say that again. We are not cursed. We are not cursed. We are beautiful people, us black people. We are not cursed. Okay? Now, let me touch on something else that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. A lot of our black men and women are fighting for a cause that we don't have to fight for anymore. Ooh, Joe, what you mean? A lot of us black men and women, and this is the way I see it, you can disagree, it's okay, you know, are fighting for a cause we don't have to fight for anymore because it's already been won. What do you mean by that, Joe? Let me start with stories and scenarios first. And I'm finna hit home. And this is undeniable. The majority of the people that start certain revolutions or start certain marches today, I'm, let's, let's talk about this era, not the past. And are so angry today is because not so much what the white man done to them today in this millennium 
it's because what they've been taught in the past and people told them it's still the white man it's still what they are doing what they've done in the past is still doing it today you understand what i'm saying follow this slowly a majority of the people let me start with the older people now the older people that's struggling with this I can be sympathetic with them because they went through it. So they got they got a scar. Like I was saying in my last show. They got a scar, a real scar of hurt, being hurt by white people. They've been through it. They was there in the 60s and even before, you know, in some 70s. They was there. They went through the struggles. Okay, they went through the struggles. So they still have scars. Some of them have got rid of their scars. They got over it and they went on. Others are putting put a curse on themselves by believing they can't go no farther. So they're still stuck in that mentality in the 60s. Then you got the ones that was born before the 60s. They're still stuck in slavery 400 years ago. So they, they are scarred. You follow what I'm saying? So it's hard for a lot of them to get out of that mentality because they have been scarred because they've been through, they, they heard so much about what happened in Africa. Now, this is before the 60s. They heard what happened in Africa. This is before it came to America. Okay. They heard what happened in Africa, so they are scarred. And some of them would be hateful and angry towards white people probably for until they die. The same as the ones in the 60s. They will have a hate for white people before, so much before they, uh, even before they die, they will carry a grudge and a hate for white people because of the scars they suffered going through. I can sympathize with that. I don't agree with it, but it's their real feelings. A lot of us have been scarred by certain things and we can't even forgive certain people. You know, we can't forgive certain things. Even some Christians, and we know we're supposed to, just cannot forgive certain people. Black, white, green, or whatever. Not green. I keep saying green. <laughs> Red or whatever. We cannot forgive them because of past hearts. Relationships are like that. They find it hard to forgive a person because they went through it with their person so much. And they are scarred. Some get through it, but some don't. They hold on to it because it's like it's like a strength to them. And I just said, Joe, what do you mean? Some people... Live their life being comfortable being angry. Yes. Being comfortable being angry. Because that's some type of victory for them. Being angry of someone that hurt them in the past. But at the same time, they don't understand it's killing them. Physically and mentally, it's killing them. Holding on to hate. Relationships. Marriages. You know. Friendships. All that. When you hold on to grudges of hating someone. and Now, I want to say, yes, the hurt is real. They really got hurt. They really got hurt, men and women. They really got hurt. But they refuse to let it go. It's like a crutch to them. So they feel like a victim all the time. They stomach turn when they see that person. Their stomach turn when they hear that person's name. Because they're holding on to that hate. That's not good. That's not good at all. Therefore, that's why some turn to alcohol that never drank in their life. 
Some turn to cigarettes that never smoked a cigarette in their life. Some turn to marijuana or heroin or cocaine that never done that because they hold on to that hurt. You know, and it's not always husband to wife. It could be mom, dad, sisters, brother, whoever hurt you. That's what I'm saying. You've been hurt. That's the same when it comes to black and white or racism or past slavery. You're holding on to your past. In the Bible, Israel couldn't let go of Egypt. Let me say that again. In the Bible, Israel could not let go of Egypt. Even though they hated what Egypt done to them. They hated the Egyptians. But even in the wilderness, they wind up in the wilderness 40 years. They, they a 11-day journey took Israel 40 years, and they had to die out. God had to destroy them because of their unbelief and their rebellion, because they still could not get Egypt out of them, even though they hated Egypt. Ain't there something, ain't relationships like that? You hate a person, but you don't want to let them go. You say, what do you mean? How could you hold on to this person you want to let go? If you spend the majority of time thinking of a person you hate, you don't want to let them go, even though you hate them. Man, that's that's depressing, man. You hate a person, but just can't let them go. You literally hate them, but they're on your mind all the time. And you torturing yourself. you torturing yourself. Therefore, that's how some people, black and white, black and white, torturing themselves by hating another ethnicity. For one reason or the other. Whites hating black. Blacks hating whites. Okay? But I'm talking about the black man now. I'm going to make another thing about whites. I ain't, I ain't letting y'all go. You know, because we all got our issues. Okay? Color. All of this is because of color. Not personality. Not character. It's about color. You feel me? It has nothing, and a lot of people ask, it has nothing to do with your personality. It has nothing to do with your good character. It has to do with your color. What did this all come from? It was taught years and thousands of years ago. Then it came, uh, came up and snuck into the 60s and all that. The media keeps it up. All your media, that's all you hear. You hear race talk. And I'm talking about today now. You hear race talk. You hear everything is racist. Race, 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 race. It's purposely programmed in the black man's head and the white man. Then, therefore, the black man feel more like a victim and the white man feel more guilty. Let me say that again. The black man feel more like a victim. The white man feel more guilty because of what? Color. Not character. Like Martin Luther King said, not the content of your character. It's your skin tone that you hate each other over. That sounds retarded, but that's what it is. Your skin color. You can have the nicest white person. And you hate him because of his skin color. You ignore the personality. You ignore ignore his good content. Vice versa. You can hate a black man because of the skin of his color. You ignore his character and content. You ignore that because of the color of skin. How did that come about? You was taught that. It didn't happen to you. Okay, let me go back to what I wanted me to. What went wrong with them? The ones that were scarred, I can give them I can give them a pass because they went through it. I don't uh, justify them still holding on to hate because hate will kill you spirit, mentally and physically. But at least they have an excuse. Us today? Us today? What is our excuse why we have so much hate for the white man? 
I'm going to use this as in a scenario, okay? A lot of us young people hate white people that never done nothing to them wrong in their life but try to be their friends sometimes. Now, I, I, you notice I said sometimes because you still have some silly, racist white people out there, period. Just as much as you have some silly, stupid, racist black people. Both of them stupid. You're stupid and you're silly if you're still racist and you're young. You're 15 and 16 and hating each other like that because of what you was taught. Neither the black man or the white man. So let me talk about the black man since this series about black men. Young black men and some even older black men. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm talking about us. Us. Once you get that mentality in you, it's hard to get it out. Once you get that racist and hate mentality of another color in you on a person, it's hard to get out. It's like it's embedded in you. You can hang with you. They can be your buddy. But the minute you get mad and they get mad, you calling them a hunk. You calling them a cracker. Well, you call them worse than that now. You call them all kind of white names, you know, and they call you a nigger, you know. They call you a nigger. The majority of the time, a black man go call a white man a white dog or whatever like that in his face before a white man go call a black man a nigger. I'm not saying they would not do it, but they say it in their heart and their mind, but they know better than say it out loud because we are a, a very aggressive race. Everything to us is fight, aggressive, attack. We, we act, are you going to get mad, but this is so much. We need to stop acting like savages. We can't even talk and just try to get things done. We got to fight now. Now we don't even like to fight now. We shoot now. We just shoot each other. We are, a lot of us are so aggressive. Not all of us. It's not even the majority of us. But we are so aggressive, okay? We are aggressive race. We're a proud and aggressive race. So let me go back to what I was saying. You know, I believe the majority of the young millennium, which I know because they are so young, 15 on up, Hating white people, not because what white people done to them. Now, what I, what I am not saying is they never had no issues with a polite person in school. They probably some had issues with white people being racist in school. Young white people, young, young white women, you know, looking at young black women, whatever like that. Yeah, a little bit of that still goes on. It's not even nearly like it was back then. So believe me, I'm not being naive for anybody to think I am. I am not being naive. But it still comes down to one thing. It's color. You're not trying to get to know a person for their character. You're not trying to get to know no person for their personality. You're against them because the color of their skin. Let me use this example. You remember the, uh, the movie School Days? Remember the movie School Days? What was the storyline or what was the gist of their story? Was it School Days? I'm saying the wrong thing. It was one of those. But, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Spike Lee movie. I think, uh, was this good? When there was the light-skinned blacks going against the black, the dark-skinned blacks, vice versa. The light-skinned blacks thought they was better than the dark-skinned blacks. The black skins felt like they was less better because they was dark-skinned. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a form of embarrassing, embarrassment of your, you're ashamed of your color. You can't say this not. See, I'm finna touch on some things. That's just real. I'm just gonna bring it out there. That's a sign 
that you're ashamed of your color. You feel that because you're so black and you're so dark, you're not as pretty as that light-skinned black woman. Now, some, not all of you, some of these young ladies love their black skin, and you should. And some of the light-skinned blacks should love their skin, and you should. My point is, it has to do with color. The movie was set on them. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Being against their color, light skin and black skin, men and women, and these are blacks. Anytime you have a racist issue, majority of the time it's not because of their character or the person was bad and evil, it's because the skin color. Back then in the days, black people couldn't even go in a white restaurant because there was a because of what? Not that character. That could be some of them. It was some of the most decentest black people, but they was looked at as their color because they was taught that black people was nasty goons and they was a superior race over black people. So it had to do with color, not content of character. That's the reason Martin Luther King taught that. That's why he can go beyond that and talk to white people and talk to, to the presidents, Lyndon Johnson and all them, Kennedy. He looked beyond that color. He didn't ignore what was happening to his black race, but he looked at the content and the character of that white man, not his color. Skin tone. Okay? Skin tone, I'm talking about. They used to go, and black, some black people said, a lot of them shouldn't have done that, but they had a right. If a sign was up there saying no blacks allowed, some of them went in there. They wanted to just break this barrier. For one reason, I wasn't there. I don't know. I just hear stories and whatever like that. I just they, maybe they wanted to break the barrier. You know, I wouldn't have went up and ever just said no blacks. Only I know I wouldn't. But it was a reason they did. I don't know what it was. You know, I'm not saying it was wrong or it was right. But they they broke the barrier. They had courage to just say. Why is this stopping me? You know, I, I should be able to go up in there. But according to a white man, you was almost like a, 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 a something just from another planet. Not because he, I'm saying this again, the content of your character, but because of the skin tone of your color. That Your character was not important. Your character did not make no difference. It was the color of your skin. Okay. A color when it comes to color. I'm talking about color now. Now you have countries that went against each other with the same skin tone because of uh political differences. That's different. Political differences. That's different because it don't matter what race you are, you you just have a political differences, okay? 
Remember the Hutus and the Tutsis and Rwanda. Why did they go against each other, uh, even though they was pushed there? Well, why did they go against each other? Because of the difference of their features and their face. It wasn't the color. So it had nothing to do with color then, with the Hutus and the Tutsis and Rwanda. It had to do with the shape and a, and a format and the bone structures of their bodies and their face. I think the, one of them had more, was more tall, more lanky, and more have a, a, a longer nose and had a little finer hair like the Ethiopians do. The other was a little more short and they were stocky and cocky looking. And they was more short and had the bigger, wider nose. You would say the ape looking. And they was more, I think one of, one of them was Tutsis and one of them was Hutus. I forgot which one. But that was because they was killing each other because of the features. That's how you can tell which one was a Tutsi and which one was a Hutu by the bone structure and the features of their face and body parts. But the same color. I think the Hutu, uh, one of them was a little lighter. If you look at Ethiopians, you see the texture of their hair and their skin and their features. They almost look like they got some Indian in them. And then you look at the Nigerians or the Haitians, they look more blacker and their nose are whiter. It was something like that. So that was a war between them. It wasn't so much skin color, it was features and everything. But I'm talking about white and black or dark and light. Like some countries fight over darkness and lightness. Color, not character. The same with the Hutus and Tussies. They didn't, they was warned against features. You know, I heard the story of uh, the Tussies felt like they was just been when the colonial someone I'm a, uh, when the uh, the missionaries the white I think they was from Britain somewhere because Britain was like running a lot of things in the African nations came there. White Britons came there, and I think. You know, the, the missionaries back in those days, years ago, came there and blah, blah, has all this started. I heard before the missionaries, the white missionaries came, you know, it, was, it wasn't too much of an issue with the Tutsis and the Hutus. They didn't look at that, uh, that look at themselves that way then, you know. They were just living their life normal, according to what I was studying, the little bit I was studying about. I got it in my notes at home. And then after the missionaries came to the white missionaries that supposed to have been helping helping both races, you know, both of these people, the Tutsis and the Hutus, was showing more favoritism for one of them. I think it's a, a Hutus. I'm not sure that one of them. I get them mixed up. But you can look that up. Please look at all this stuff yourself. It's very easy. It's very easy. I just don't have no book or nothing around me. I'm just going by memories, which messes me up sometimes. But I think I'm just going to say the Hutus, the ones that looked at more you know, whatever, um, was favored over the Tussies. The ones that looked more like a European, Caucasian look, far as the bone structure, nose, and everything like that, they was getting more benefits and more favoritism than the ones with a big nose and looking more, you know, darker and more, you know, uh, coarse hair, you know, than the Hutu. So, the, the, uh, they kind of, they, the Tusis felt that um, they was being overlooked because of features, not so much color, but features because they, the, they, the Hutus looked at more, had a more of a structure of a European look with the longer noses and cetera like that. So that kind, that kind of kicked that in, that war in. And I heard it really started over what the, the missionaries, whether they done it on purpose or not, I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. That kicked out part of that. Look that up yourself. It's something like that. I could be far, but it's something like that. But it, my point is it had to do with the structures of them, not so much the color, you know, even though I thought, I think the 
Hutus was a little lighter, not much, but they had more of a European feature, you know. So, when it comes to America, mostly, uh, mostly things when it comes to racist, black and white here in America. Now, you have racists against it. They call them the lower class, you know, uh, you know, far as that, the minorities, which mean blacks, always blacks in uh you know, Hispanic, Latinos, and stuff like that, you know. Everybody else is far much further apart, you know. But it's usually blacks and Latinos known as the, the low-class minorities and minorities and everything. But you, the issue when it comes to racism is more thicker here when it comes to black and white. Black and white. You can say the Latinos are brown. You got the black people. Black people are black. Are black people as in black people. The color term could be dark black or light or mixed. Let me say that again. The, 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 skin, the skin color of the tone, because we have different shades. Black people is not all dark. A lot of black people is mostly light skin. It depends on the mixture because we all not fully black. Everybody got a mixture in them. There's no pure black, no pure white or nothing there. All of us got mixtures in us. In us so we have different shades and everything. But if you were, you had some people back in the past, some black people were so light or so yellow, they they made movies that they was passing for doctors and everything because of their light skin. And people hired them because they thought they was white. Not because of the, um, the content of their character. They just thought they was white. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? You know, so it's it, you know it's it's a slippery slope, but the majority of racism is because of color, not the content of a person's character, not because a person is mean and evil. You have some nations like that. You know, you had the barbarians back in the past, and the savages. You could tell a difference. You, different groups is wilder than the others, but specifically here in the United States, it has to do with skin, skin tone, color. Not the content of your character, it's the color of your skin. So back, let me, let me digress. Young people are racist today that shouldn't have no business being racist. And I'm talking about black people. Now, you say white people too, but I'm not talking about white people now. I'm going to get to that later, another time. I'm talking about black men because I live in a black neighborhood. I see this around my blackness. So I'm dealing with black men. You might not like this. Uh, too bad. So what? I'm dealing with black people because this is what I see. So I'm talking to about the black young men, the black young men. I know it's issues with white people, too, a lot of issues, just like it's a lot of issues with us. You know, I think it's worse with us. You might get mad. I told you this is going to be touchy, but I think it's worse with us, you know, and a lot of black people agree with me. But young people, you ain't got no business hating nobody, first of all, but hating white people being a racist against them or calling them names and you ain't been through nothing and they ain't done nothing with you. I'm talking about the ones that never had done nothing with you. I ain't talking about incidents in school. Those things going to happen. You have some whites doing something black and you have some black beating up whites. That happens. I'm just talking about either way it go. That 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 launches off in school. You're doing that because of still one thing, the color of the skin. The color of the skin. You can meet the nicest white man that's nice, trying to be your friend. He already feel guilty. He already feel guilty because they, they've been embedded in their head. They feel guilty. You know, societies and media want white people to feel guilty, want white people to hate themselves. Literally, I mean this. They want white people to hate themselves. You know, they want white people to hate themselves and they want black people to stay victims. 
check that out. White people need to feel guilty the rest of your life, and black people need to stay victims the rest of their life. And that's going to save society. One feeling guilty and the other one feeling like a victim. That's what's going on today. You could probably go to colleges and hear debates and everything like that about racism. Why is all these race people, uh, white people, always feel they got to protect the black people and to speak up for the black people? Okay, don't you? I look at it like this. If you, why do you feel you have to keep speaking up for my race? The ain't, that's telling me that you think you're better. You think I can't do things on my own. And you're not even doing that purposely. You're not really even doing that consciously. Some of you are not doing it consciously. Why do you think you need to protect me and speak up for me like I can't do it for myself? Because you've been taught that way, that we're not capable of doing those things ourselves. So y'all feel you're making, you bought into that mentality, some of you, that you are better and we can't do things on our own. So you feel guilty. And some of you are sincere. It's not all of you. It's not even the majority of you. I'm just talking about the remnant. If you listen and stop it, I don't need you to speak up for me. I don't need you to talk for me for that motive. If you're trying to help me, whatever, uh, sincerely, yeah, because of my character, not because of my color. Don't help me because of my color on that end. Help me because I'm capable. I'm, you know, my character. Don't do it on my skin color because I don't want nothing to do with you there. You know, I don't want to have no. And for the black man, you either. Don't hire me and be with me because I'm only black. And there's many capable white men out there that's much better than what they do, but you won't hire them or hang with them because of their skin color. You're ignoring a character. And, and I might be no good and be a knucklehead and got a quick temper and be no good, but you still want to hang with me because I'm black. That's sick. That's not, that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool, okay? I'm always finna, I'm finna get, you know, it said, what about the black women? Now, the black women, yes, black women got their issues too. You know, the black women have their issues too. It's a lot of angry black women. Some justifiable, some not. You got a lot of black women with a lot of bad attitudes. So a lot of black men go to some white women. I'm not saying that's, that's a good thing to do. I believe you marrying outside of you with somebody outside your race, not, don't let it be because you like the color better. That's a no-no. My lady is from Colombia, Cali, Colombia. She's Latino, you know. She's Latino. My lady's from Colombia. I like all women, but I chose her. I could have chosen Caucasian. That's my choice. Because I know what I choose for. A lot of people won't date another race. They have sex with them. <laughs> you are. But they won't date them. But you have sex with them. You hate white people, but you have sex with white women. I know I'm getting deep. I'm getting deep. So it's a lot of contradictory when we say about hating. Oh, my God, man. What? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. 
Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Okay, I got interrupted again. Woo. All right. Uh, I forgot my train of thought. But anyway, you guys can uh, catch up on that. But what I wanted to do, black women, you know, need to get some things together too. I'm talking about black people in general. When it comes to your color, it's black women too. I just put emphasis on men. You know, but digressing to the young men because, you know, I talked, I see the young men and I ride the trains and everything like that. And I, I seen a few black guys, man, just up and punch Asians, man, just to punch them. And I know who this guy is. I don't know him personally and I don't want to know him personally, but I see him walking on a train purposely punching Asians. Then you have the knockout crew used to be out here. Black guys walking around punching white people, old and young and women, because the color of their skin. Huh. Yes. Yes. Savages. Straight, I'm, I'm going to call you like it is. That's savage move. But you, you feel like you're a victim. Victim of what? What did they do to you to make you a victim? Huh? You going to try to manipulate and jump on and punch white people that have not done a thing to you. Some of you probably work for a white person. The majority of your boss is going to be white, whether you like it or not. And it depends what area you live in. They're going to be your boss. You're going to sign, you're going to spend the check that you get from him. You can't get away from that. Okay? You cannot get away from that. All right? But you sit up here and do these things. I'm not finna be nice. I'm finna be firm. You acting like savages. Then you go around with somebody say something against you. And when a white person say something against you and everything, you call them racist. But when myself and other black people say something against you and whatever like that, you got a name for us. Even though you don't even know what that means. You call us Uncle Tom. <laughs> Uncle Tom. Oh, Uncle Tom. You know the story, the real story of Uncle Tom? Hmm, I couldn't even get into that. But I'm tired of that because that shows the ignorance in you. You don't even know the story of Uncle Tom. You know? Now, they had house niggas. You're getting that mixed up with Uncle Tom. They had the Sambos. You're getting that mixed up with Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom wasn't a house nigga. He wasn't a Sambo. His story is more graceful than even some of Martin Luther King, what he tried to do to help the black slaves there. But that's another story. I'm not finna get into that. Educate yourself on that, okay? You know, most of y'all follow some radical past leaders. Some, most of y'all follow rap music. That's your love of rap music, okay? Um, that's your love. You listen to the lyrics of rap music. And a lot of rap music, majority of rap music is hateful. 
I said the majority because I'm, I'm not saying all of them. It's hateful. It brings hate. It brings racism. Either it's going to be about white, you know, the white man or it's about the police or something like that, you know. Or something in the hood, your territory in the hood. What territory are you supposed to have, man? You ain't number 17 years old, man. And you talking about territory, man. You got guys dying and getting killed and they having funerals and clubs. Standing up, man. I ain't going to even mention the guy's name. You probably know what I'm talking about. Man, they had this, this, and I blame these parents for doing this. You know, calling him a king. So you give him a funeral in the club, standing up looking like a mannequin. That looks so freaky and scary. A freaky looking man. Guy, what, 21 years old, man. You know, that's what we're doing now, black people. You have so many black people disgusted with that, including, including myself. And the name of popularity. Make you dead. And, and I'm not saying this out of, you know, meanness, but... Nine times out of ten, you suffering in hell. Because I, I, I really doubt if he gave your life to Christ. You weren't even thinking about Christ when he got killed because you, you think he was bulletproof probably. I'm just putting it out there, you know. And you want to, I don't know if you, you, you told your parents that, but I'm not talking to you anyway. You're gone and you're suffering in hell and it's sad, you know. You didn't have to go out that way, young man. You did not have to go out that way. You did not have to go out that way, okay? You're banging. You're rapping. You want to be the best rapper. A lot of the black rappers, I'm not going to say the majority because I don't know, but a lot of black rappers is always affiliated with evil or around gangs, man. I'm not saying you're all gang bangs. I would not say that. My son is a rapper. He's not a gang banger. He's a rapper. But, you know... What you rap is always a what you rapping about. What is your motive? Who are you trying to reach? Who are you trying to reach? What message are you trying to send to people, okay? It'd be okay if you knew that, okay? You knew that. Some of you don't, most don't. You're just mimicking each other, mimicking each other. Mimicking again, I mean, you're looking like each other. I can't tell a lot of black men, black men from each other, man, because you, you dress alike, you wear your hair alike, and you do this alike, you walk alike, and even where you talk sometimes, you see like you're slurring. I told you I'm going to be hitting hard. You see like you're slurring. Why you want to be like that? Why you don't try to educate yourself? And then you got the ones that talk, you know, the young black men that talk so intelligent and proud, and they and they dress so nice. You know, they dress they dress up and you know they, they dress and they trying to do something better for themselves. And it's a lot of young black men that a lot of people don't pay attention to them too much. It's a lot because they're not part of the hood. That's not been black. Who told you what? Who gave you the education and said who, who's black and who's not? Okay, he's not being black because he's dressing and he talks proper, so you call him gay? So what if his parents are a little skinny or whatever like that? Or the man that's walking with a suit, you know, applying for a job, you know, stuff like that, you know. He getting knocked, you know. He trying to be white or whatever like that. You got that term because you heard people, other people say that, okay? <sighs> All right. Black people. Now, black women. I love you all, black women. But black women, all I got to say, and this is not all of you, all I have to say, are you ashamed of the way you look? Are you ashamed of the way you look? I believe some of you are. 
I don't have nothing against makeup. I don't have nothing against your hair together. I don't even have nothing against the extensions that you wear. But why do you wear them? Nine times out of ten, I always use that term, even with black young men. Nine times out of ten, you're not satisfied with your looks. And you are very beautiful. But you're not satisfied. You've been told that you're not beautiful if you don't have long hair, it seems like. Now I'm saying it seems like and you've been told you're not beautiful if you don't have the long eyelashes. You've been told you're not beautiful if you don't have the right lipstick. You know, what did that come from? What's wrong with having your natural hair? Every black woman ain't got fine hair. But do something with it. It's okay. You don't have to get extensions, you know, if you're doing it for that reason. Okay. Don't knock the woman because she wear afro. I'm not, saying, not saying you do. But don't knock her because she's not into the extensions. The same as she shouldn't knock you if you because you are into the extensions. Everything is about why and your motive. Mimicking is the issue I'm talking about. Why you are mimicking people. You either mimicking the Caucasian, you won't admit it, because most of the hair look like Caucasian hair. Are you mimicking them? Are you thinking they're more beautiful than you? Are you telling them that they're more beautiful by mimicking them? Okay, I know y'all getting mad, you know, but I'm just being real. What is your reason? Do you think you look less beautiful than the Caucasian? Okay? What's, what's going on with that? Vice versa, the Caucasian ladies cutting their hair and, you know, trying to call themselves, looking this way, putting on fake booties. and st- <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord, I got to go there and everything like that. What are, your, what are their motives? Everybody seems not to be happy with each other the way they look naturally because society tells you you have to look this way to succeed. You have to look this way to fit in with the crowd. Okay? Color. Color, color is all about color. The point, it comes down to color. Segregation in churches because of what? Color. You weren't about the separation of church and state. What about the separations of the body of Christ? One church got all blacks, the other church got all whites. But we're supposed to be in one body. The black church is knocking the white churches. The white church is knocking the black churches. But we're supposed to be in one body, which is the body of Christ. I'm not saying we all need to just mingle and just get mixed. I'm just saying, what is the motive? Why? Do we go and intermingle? Do we go in neighborhoods and try to get poor Caucasians into our churches? I'm going to stick to the blacks now. I know the whites need to do that too. But remember, this is an issue about what blacks. I'm talking about blacks now because this is my race. So, Okay. Let's get that together. I'm going to leave with this on a positive note. Note, It's not over. I hope you're getting something out of this. And this is not everybody. I hope you get something out of this. My, uh, my other recommendations is there's so many other positive, many positive black figures out there, young men. You got many out there, man. The Thomas Souls, the Larry Elders. You got, you got many out there. I'm talking about the real deal. I ain't talking about the copycatters and the conservatives, some conservative copycatters. I'm talking about the real deal. You got really 
you got a lot of thespian black men out there. You know, the majority of the Congress used to be black men. You know, you know, Frederick Douglass was a Republican. Did you know that? Uh, Martin Luther King was a Republican. I'm not getting into policy. I'm just saying because the Democrats dominate the votes of the black people. That's another issue. Black 95 percent of, I believe, what I heard black people vote Democrat is the same party that's killing us. The same party that's passing all these crazy laws, laying lesbian laws. And I'm not knocking the laying lesbian, laying gay and lesbian. But if a God against it, I'm against it. The same crowd that's trying to take your guns. The same political party that's forcing you to take these mandates. The same political party that's keeping you separated. The same political party that's keeping you on welfare. The Democratic Left Party. And the blacks still vote for them. And they don't care nothing for you. I'm not talking about all other Democrats. I'm talking about the leadership of the Democrats. They don't care nothing for you. This president don't care nothing for you. This president does not care nothing for you. When he made the statement, if you don't vote Democrat, you must not be black. Yes, you know, Joe Biden said that. President Biden said, if you don't vote for him, that's before the election. If you don't vote for him, you must not be black. He letting you know Democrats vote black. I mean, uh, yeah, black people vote Democrat. But I'm not going to get into politics. That's another teaching. All this is talking about the crutch of black people. What it had to do with? Color, not character, color. You've been played. We've been played too long from white people and from black people. It's just black in general, the color. We're copycatters. We're mimicking. We're killing up each other. We're trying to look like other people. Got black women trying to look like white women. They're not satisfied. And that tells me you're not satisfied with where you're looking now. You're not happy the way you're looking. I'm not talking about all either. It might hurt your feelings, but you know, you know, so be it. We all mimic before. In the days of the 70s, 80s, I dressed like somebody else because I liked the way they dressed. I walked like somebody else. Sometimes I even talked like somebody. I know I didn't talk like that. I was using what they were saying. That's mimicking. There ain't no better today. That's mimicking. Basketball players mimic each other. Football players mimic each other. When are we going to let ourselves, our God-given self, show who we really are, the real us? That's what I'm working on, the real me. Who am I? I've been acting. Who am I? Who is Joseph? Who am I? I know I'm black, but I'm, it's, black is just a little part of me. Being black, I don't, I'm not falling in love. I don't worship my color. Ooh, Joe, no, I do not worship my color. I don't. I want more than just being black. I want to know where I'm supposed to be on this earth. Where's my stand? Where I am going? It's way beyond just being black. I'm proud to be a black man. I love my race. But black is not a religion. Being black is not a religion. Being black is not being a slave. Being black is not being a victim. Being black is being victor. Being black is being a human being. Being black is being an ethnicity that God created. God bless you all. Stop letting your color be your curse. You put a curse on yourself. It has nothing to do with ham or nothing like that. All those are myths. Let's get ourselves together, black men and black women.
let's stop being women and men of God. I remember this movie. Guess who's coming to dinner? Was Sidney Poitier, uh, Spencer Tracy, and etc. Uh, Sidney Poitier was finna marry this white young lady. Now, that, it was a beautiful thing because Sidney didn't look at her color. He didn't ignore that she was white. Don't get me wrong. She didn't look at his color. She couldn't ignore that he was black. But they looked at the characters. They ignored the colors. If it was colors, they wouldn't touch each other. See, because they, it was still issues of race at that time. So they just looked at each other's characters and they knew it was going to be a battle because of racism. So they took a chance. And they fell in love and decided to marry each other regardless of what their parents thought, you know, because of the content of their character, not their color. Okay? God made one race, the human race, not color. He made one race, the human race. Okay? The human race. But anyway, they had issues there. You know, and I remember him and his dad had a few words against each other. The, the character had that deep voice that played Sidney Poitier's dad. And see, I remember this very profound, very well with Sidney Poitier, and I'm believing, which is he said this Dad, you only look at me as a black man. I look at myself first as a man. Okay? Say that again. Sidney Poitier said, the great Sidney Poitier, Dad, you look at me only as a black man. I look at myself first as a man that is black. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. This has been hard, I know, but it is not for you. It's for myself as well. It's always for myself as well. As I learn, I teach, and as I teach, I learn. God bless you all. Before I go, I always give an invitation for salvation. The ones that listen to my podcast or just listen, if you never gave your life to Christ, this is the chance to be saved and believing in the true Savior and death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with color. He don't care what color you are. It has nothing to do with your character. He don't care your character are. It has nothing to do with that. Race, color of your skin, how fat, how skinny, or nothing that. It has to do with your belief. You can come to him no matter what color you are. He will accept you as long as you believe what he done for you on the cross. Believing in his death, burial, and resurrection to be saved. Because color does not matter in the eyes of God. All Race is the human race. There's no color. There's ethnicities. The beauty of ethnicities. God didn't mean it to be racist, but the curse from the beginning caused a lot of this and then a manipulation of Satan. Okay? Accept him as your Lord and Savior by believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, and you will be saved. Black or white, whoever's listening to me. Okay? God bless you all. If you have any comments, leave some comments. If you disagree, leave those comments. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Love you all. Peace out. Baby lab, shoot. <laughs> Peace out. Love you all. God bless. We 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Henson Shaving.com slash holiday.